Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda, and today we're going to be talking about The Office, or at least uh, the first two episodes of the first season. Yes, which like, honestly, if I'm, the way I was introduced to The Office was by one of my best friends who is a office super super fan like she I feel like is we all know an office super fan oh yeah everybody knows that was very but we, victoria justice of me we <laughs> went to a we went to an office trivia and like oh she knew we were third place overall out of like 27 teams and she knew every like minute details of weird things but like she's wow. so i was never more impressed with her in my entire life but um so I was told by her, don't start on season one, start on season two, because the season one is like kind of all over the place and a little weird. So start on season two. And then once you're like really into it and enjoying it, go back to season one, because like the character establishment in season one is like, they're totally different characters, basically season two, which is kind of true. Yeah. And um, not enough Kelly Kapoor. Well, and I, I started on season one and like hated it. I'm like, this show is ridiculous I'm I'm, I can't watch it but then I when I started on season two and went back I didn't hate season one you know like I you have to really start on season two I believe yeah so my like origin story with the office is like watching this show in 2005 like sitting on the couch with my family like I watched the show when it aired just with your family (laughs) NBC I don't know yeah Yeah, sure why not NBC Um, has all the best of the uh, of the sitcoms to be complete, like I feel like I will I fight that till the day I die. Um, but yeah, so that's that was my that's my origin story with this. Like I that's actually so watched cute. it. I haven't watched any of it on Netflix. That's crazy because I was sort of you know in the room while my parents were watching it. I feel as though I watched a lot of The Office. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you watched it like in real time. That's amazing. Yeah. I would watch it, like, week by week, you know? The way it was intended to be watched. I oh. don't think that's how it was. I think it, it binges better. Like, it's such an easy binge. Yeah, but binging didn't exist when they no, made this show. No, so the way it was no, intended I agree. to be watched yeah. was week by week. Yeah, but, like, I think it, it binging has only done, like, has done wonders for The Office. Yeah. I definitely didn't understand, like, all of the humor, you know, when I was 11. I would but... hope not. <laughs> no, but it's very like it's so uncomfortable to watch. I don't under it, like I don't think I could watch more than maybe like four episodes of this, which isn't that many considering they're only twenty minutes. But it's it just like makes my skin crawl how uncomfortable it is. It's it's bad. Um, the second episode is so much worse. But, but um, agreed. Yeah, it's it's tough to watch like it's yeah and I think that's the difference between the first and second season honestly is that like it's I I feel like it's harder to watch the first season than this like the second season is not as bad as no it's definitely one of the things that I feel like I look for in a sitcom which I'm not watching that many sitcoms but I love I guess you would count like the good place is kind of a sitcom and then it's a sitcom um, yeah like, Liv and Maddie's a sitcom. And the thing okay, that I not the same look for in my sitcom... No, totally the same. It's exactly the same thing. Um, is, like, a coziness. And The Office has literally zero, like, cozy feelings for me. Like, it is so cold and sterile. And, like, just 
uncomfortable in so many different ways. It almost feels like being at work. And honestly, like my work environment is more cozy than this. Honestly, I think it gets better in the second season, though. Like, I think that's what's better about the that might be what's missing from the second season. Yeah. What? You can also really, one of our fun facts is, like, it was filmed in an actual office. And, like, you can tell. Totally. Totally. It's, like, also the worst office, too. Because <laughs> they, one of the ways that you can tell is, like, they show the ceiling. And they would never do that if it was a set. Exactly. If it's not a set. Totally. Um, anyway, okay, so running time was 21 minutes. And, like, thank God. That's one of the reasons why we did this. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, it's been a while since we put out an episode. Um, I'm going to take the fall on that. That is definitely my fault. Um, I mean, I didn't, but, like, make it. I didn't, like... Yeah, but there have, like, <laughs> been... There have been times throughout when we've, like, tried to set it up. And, like, it just hasn't worked for either of us. But we've been very busy. Uh, yeah, I know I've been busy. Olivia, you've been busy? Yeah, yeah, I've been... Yeah, sure. I've been busy. <laughs> um, you know, like, not at, not as busy but as you. But, like, I'm I'm always busy with something. I can always claim being busy. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm in that mode right now where, like, if I'm not busy and, like, what is going on, like, it feels weird, um, mm-hmm. which I don't I love. always feel that way. Um, <laughs> that is, like, the state I live me, in. So. Yeah, no, that's Olivia's perma-state that, like, anytime, like, relaxing, like, that's, you know, I enjoy a good beach vacation because it's, like, if I... If I'm like relaxing, I, it's almost like it feels weird. Like I, I, I feel yeah. like well, something's missing. So I have I to like literally leave vacation. the country. But like Since. I have to like leave the country to go to the beach to like feel to actually like genuinely relax. Like I can't relax yeah. at home like that. Yeah, I haven't been on a beach vacation since 2008. I would anyway. recommend it. <laughs> I go on two to three per year. <laughs> yes, but you also like you live in Missouri. You know, no, I totally, live in California. Totally, it's, exactly. It's not the same escapism. No, no. Which is weird. I went on, I think, more beach vacations when I lived in California than I have ever in my entire life in Missouri. So yeah, well, people are always trying to leave California when they live there. So. I don't understand that either. You like, I mean, your expenses were much higher and you were still taking more vacations. I don't get you know, that. I, I did make more money. I made significantly more money. So yeah. Now I have no expenses, but also make no money. So. Okay. Well, that's fine. It's all um, about the experience. So. I'll do it for the gram. Uh, no. <laughs> HIPAA violation, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what? Your vacation? No. Oh, no. I thought you meant uh, the experience of my job. No, I meant taking job. vacations. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we're not trying to get you to violate HIPAA. Um, okay, so this movie, was, uh, movie, oh my god, wow, <laughs> this TV show was adapted from the uh, British version, and it was produced by Greg Daniels, his credits are The Office, where he was a writer, Parks and Rec, where he was a writer from 2009 to 2015, King of the Hill, where he was a writer from 1997 to 2010, and The Simpsons, where he was a writer from uh, 1993 to 1998. This might be the first ever, like, director known for, where I am, like, for, 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 on, like, having seen all of these shows. I have not watched all of them in entirety, but I have at least like seen. I've definitely seen episodes. Yeah, I've definitely seen episodes, but I do. um, Parks and Rec, I think, would be my favorite of the three. To be completely honest. Yeah, no, Parks and Rec is great. It really is. They filmed an episode of Parks and Rec at my college, and that's really like 
a nice thing. I actually hate you. Um, the it only was, other um, thing... It Go was, ahead. what's his name? Adam. It was Adam Scott's, like, hometown where he was the mayor. And then oh my god, like, goes yeah. back. It's supposed to be. Yeah. They filmed that. It's supposed to be in like Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. That's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. Um, cool. <laughs> Ice Town. Yeah, Ice Town. Um, okay. I don't <laughs> um, so, what I think is also notable um, about this is the so the original creator was Ricky Gervais, and I believe in also was Who's Stephen that? Merchant. I don't know him. I've never heard of him. I'm sorry. Um, Ricky Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, who, like, Stephen Merchant, I feel like I've seen in several things, but just on his freaking Wikipedia, I can't find him in anything. So, like, it's all stuff. I feel like I've seen him as an actor in a couple different things. Um, But he, he's hilarious also. Oh, yeah, this dude. He's from, like, uh... a hall pass. He's in, like, he's, like, you will recognize him when you see him. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, he's very funny. I fully. What do I recognize him from? I reckon. Okay, so I guess when I'm looking at his <laughs> his uh, as I am currently looking at his uh, yeah, uh, I opened IMDb. up this as well. He's been on a lot of things. Yeah, I guess like definitely Hall Pass, maybe The Big oh, Bang okay. Theory, but also his, you have to like really get into the IMDb because it goes up on producer. It doesn't mm-hmm. go on. Okay, The Good Place. I've seen him in. Yeah, The Good Place um, most recently probably. Yeah. I don't know. He's in Good Boys, which is currently out right now that I've heard great things about, but I have not seen. Okay. I've heard it's hilarious, so. Interesting. Cool. He's, I like how he's not even, like, on our known fours, and we're still just kind of. No, because I was trying to, like, keep the known fours trim. I I think they probably both started out, and then I, like, got halfway through the notes and was like, okay, take these out, so. (laughs) I swear there's, like, something else that I saw him. I thought it was like workaholics or something like that, but it's for me. I think it's just British panel shows that I watch sometimes. Probably yes, he is notably British, as is Ricky Gervais. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's in all of these like British panel shows. Okay, okay, Okay. we're fine. So, Greg Daniels, do you want to continue about him and his? Uh, yeah, sure. So he wrote for SNL from 1987 to 1990, and he won five primetime Emmys for his work on SNL. The Simpsons, King of the Hill, and two for The Office. So, you know, all these little known projects, very indie, very underground. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah, I'm sure if you he haven't has heard no of Greg money. Daniels, yeah, if you haven't heard of Greg Daniels, like, you don't know, like, you, it's kind of like not knowing Lauren Michaels. Like, okay, get out of here. Hold you don't on. know comedy. What did you just, who, who, what did, what was the name you just said? Lauren Michaels. Okay, I thought you said Lauren Michaels. And no, like, um, no, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so, the starring in Known Fours, which there's so many, we could never wow, do all of them. I love how you really gained this out so that you get the better people when we all Oh, really? Do you want to start? <laughs> Go for it. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. No. Um, <laughs> so, um... So, obviously, Steve Carell uh, is Michael Scott. His known for The Office, The 40-Year-Old Virgin from 2005, Little Miss Sunshine, 2006, a movie I notably hate, um, Foxcatcher from 2014. Um, Not a big she- Abigail Breslin fan? I hate that movie. I hate it so much. <laughs> like, it's the worst movie. Um, so he moved to Chicago in 1984 after graduating from college from 1991 to 1994. He performed and taught at Second City alongside Amy Sedaris and Stephen Colbert, who was originally, um, 
Corel's understudy in the improv troupe. So that's cool. crazy. I think like equal success for both of them. So that's nice. Yeah. So mm, I don't They're know. Doing I think well. Stephen Colbert's more, but Steve Carell like, yeah. also. He gets Steve the residuals like, from The Office. So. Yeah. Well, Steve Carell, I feel like he's more of like the movie star where Stephen Colbert is more like consistent TV star. Well, I guess The Office. I don't know. They also have like the same name. Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Kind of. <laughs> anyway, so I get to talk about Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam Beasley, because of course her last name is Beasley. Her known fours are The Office, uh, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story from 2007. I'm sorry, I just like forgot how to talk. Um, Slither from 2006, and The Giant Mechanical Man from 2012. Um, she was raised in tw- in uh, St. Louis. I almost said she was raised in 2012. I'm really rusty. This is, like, not good. Um, so she's definitely a hometown hero. She's a big blues fan, which is, you know, good for her. Wow. Um, her first paying film role was a sex education video for psychiatric patients upon their release from Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center. Wow, what a big break. <laughs> and that's really like that's not a good sign when like someone recognizes you on the street from that like after that comes out and someone recognizes that's you the, on the la- street, yeah like, you never Ooh. want anyone to yeah a Just sex education video for, a sex education video from for a psychiatric, psychiatric hospital yikes like <laughs> olivia have you seen this video no i did not go looking for it but okay. um no, it I, seems like this I is couldn't. the kind of thing that you might have access to. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, we also did not receive sex education in my training, so I'm not totally sure. We yeah, do but not you're not show patients. Patient. No, but we don't show patients these sorts of things. This must be like a long term. Um, Maybe it's a California thing. Yeah, I think it might be. I mean, I think we just assume that our psychiatric patients understand sex education or also kind of out of the scope of what we're doing assume anything Um, about your psychiatric patient (laughs) i mean i think that's like out of the scope of our acute care um that would be maybe more of a long-term facility sort of thing hopefully maybe but definitely not acute care that's not (laughs) that's not what we do i i must say of all the things that we do do that is not one of them (laughs) and honestly i'm so happy for you that you don't do that thanks you know what else is in this show all right, uh, John Krasinski, who plays Jim Halpert, um, his known force are A Quiet Place from 2018, Something Borrowed from 2011, The Office, and It's Complicated from 2009. He attended Brown University because, of course, um, he's kind of like the epitome of somebody I would assume would attend Brown University. Take with that what you will. Um, graduating with honors and a degree in English. While there, he was a member of a sketch comedy group and helped coach youth basketball because he's just, like, a great guy. Yeah, so um, I went on a tour of Brown in 2010. It was not for me. It was for my brother. Um, I was going to say, this is, yeah, also Brown is not for me, but for far different reasons. Um, no, no, no. I really liked Brown. Um, it's a great, great school. Uh, people get a great education, great place, loved Providence, etc. Yeah, I feel they like Providence were... is probably a really interesting place to be. Okay, you know? Olivia, chill. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> you're really, like, throwing a lot of shade here, and it's like, okay, it's no, not no, the zoo. No. <laughs> oh, no, 
absolutely not. Brown is an Ivy League school. I no, I mean that it, it's not the place to be for me because of my GPA, not because I didn't. Oh, know, I okay. Wouldn't, I would have loved to go to Brown. Brown doesn't want me. Not the that other really way wasn't around. the vibe of what I was getting oh, from her. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I like was the getting opposite. very like hearing Blair Waldorf talk about Brown. Um, no, and I think okay. like Providence is probably like very insular, which like could be really cool. That's what I meant. Like it could be very cool. Okay. Anyway, they were, what I was saying was they were very proud of John Krasinski. Like, really? They, they really, like, talked up. They were like, yeah, like, John Krasinski went there. And it was, like, the alum that everyone was, like, the most excited about in I could 2010. see, like, some hall with, like, a bunch of very old, like, painted portraits of, like, presidents of the university from the past. And then, like, a, a really nice new, like, oil painting of John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, but I would hope that they have, like, redone it since then because he looks very different now um, yeah he's I feel like he's someone who like you change his haircut and he looks like a different person yeah he's a um what's that guy's name Chris one of them what's his name from Parks and Rec oh Chris, um <laughs> Rob Lowe no oh um, oh Chris Pratt Chris Pratt <laughs> Rob. I well, said Rob Lowe Chris plays, but Rob Lowe plays Chris Oh, okay. That that makes it confusing, unlike the yeah, office Chris where everyone Pratt. plays Chris their Pratt. name. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Sorry. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, but what I, was, I meant is, like, I feel like John Krasinski and Chris Pratt had similar uh, trajectories. Totally. I could see that. Yes, yes. I could also see them being friends. Sure. Totally. Um, I feel like John Krasinski is probably a lot smarter than Chris Pratt, but... We'll let that go. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. So next on our list is BJ Novak, who plays Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard, coincidentally, a name of someone that I, like, went to elementary and middle school with. I think, um, I feel like Ryan funny. Howard's a pretty, like, these, these there's names a lot of all, Ryan Howard. Yeah. There, I think there's a baseball player named Ryan Howard. Yes, but anyway, is. like, I think it's hilarious how, like, normal these names are. Like, Michael <laughs> yeah. Scott, Pam Beasley, Jim Halpert. Like, you went to middle school with all of these people. I think that's the point, though. Yeah. No, it totally is. It's yeah. supposed to be like, this could be real. Yeah. To- absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. So, his known fours are The Office and Glorious Bastards from 2009, Saving Mr. Banks from 2013, and The Mindy Project from 2012 to 2016. Um, and in 2013, he signed a two-book, seven-figure deal with publishing house Alfred A. Knopf. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I think you. Um, would, I thought you would know more than I would. No, my. I mean, I was just thinking. I was doing the the mental math on like how much money you would actually get from a two book seven figure deal. That's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah. So in twenty fourteen, both his book of short stories, which is called One More Thing Stories and Other Stories a name that I absolutely hate um, and then he also wrote a children's book which was the book with no pictures um, they were both released in 2014 in 2015 he and Mindy Kaling signed a 7.5 million dollar deal to co-write a book that has not yet been released so like that's a bigger one when they say seven yeah. figures they mean it's like one million dollars you know like yeah, if it's, it's, right if it's a 7.5 million. million dollar deal they'll call it a 7.5 million dollar deal you know? so the thing with with so I've been like looking. It, I obviously when I read this, I'm like, I need to know what's where is this book because this was four yeah. years ago, and 
apparently they've like pushed back the release date and like but it's still in the works like Mindy's they're still writing it yeah having a kid working she had to she had to write four weddings and a funeral totally um she you know had i think the show was just ridiculous i just realized that i watched like that whole show like in between the time since we've last recorded <laughs> yeah me too and it was so good like that olivia we've not done this for so long that that entire show aired every episode <laughs> there was only it was only like eight episodes right yeah, and I think they released the first couple. All four, once. yeah, I remember because like, I thought the first four was show. like that's that was it, and then they kept releasing. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, um, the crazy thing about that, to, yeah, you were like, um, excuse me, there hasn't been four weddings yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, okay, uh, we got a wedding and a funeral. So <laughs> you're, you're really the doing the math during that show. You're like, oh, uh, we've only had one wedding. Like, well, and it was like not even that, but it was like the cliffhanger of the fourth episode. I'm like what (laughs) how does this work the crazy thing to me about that show is like we spanned like two years in that one season like that show was bonkers in that it would just be like like in a card it wouldn't even say anything like in a title card so if you were like looking at your phone you would miss this like six months have passed (laughs) yeah and they tried to like work it into the conversation i feel like but it felt a little fake like they were like i haven't seen you in oh everything about it felt fake but I mean, it was good, I was though. wondering I about the visa it. situation. I was like, how have these Americans lived in London this long? Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been trying to keep up on this book, and it's still in, apparently it's still happening, but who knows? Okay, cool. And um, honestly, the only reason I included, I couldn't find, I, like, I did not have time to find more information about this person, but I included Mindy Kaling, who is Kelly Kapoor, that I love. It's okay, she, we found reasons to talk about her. Yeah, she's my favorite human um, on Earth. Uh, sure known for us at The Office, Inside Out from 2015, um, Wreck-It Ralph from 2012, and No Strings Attached from 2011, and her own show is not on this. Yeah, it's crazy that No Strings Attached is on there. Like, where she's she literally had a very in that, minor role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, like, maybe, like, a third supporting Who character. Was, she was, what, it was her, Greta Gerwig, and was it Guy Branham? Who was that? Who I was think that so. other guy? Okay. Um, yeah, the the big gay guy, the big yeah, gay doctor. I love guy yeah. Random. Oh my god, yeah. It was what a fun house to live in. I would live in that house every day. Every apartment, day. whatever. For the rest of your life. Yeah, but Minnie Kaling is our, a, one of my favorite people. With those people. Like Oh my god, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe like I would live in a studio by myself at, as their next door neighbors. <laughs> with like thin walls, but like I need my own hotel rooms. Yeah, and yes, enjoying hotel rooms forever. <laughs> I'll be Eloise and they can live next door in the in the hotel room. Honestly, door. Olivia, Eloise would be such a cute Halloween costume for you. I was thinking Madeline actually. Like I've looked into Madeline. Yeah, but you're bro- you're blonde. I know, but like I don't I, I guess Eloise would be I don't know what is just dis- like Madeline had a distinct outfit where like Eloise kinda didn't. I think she does. She has like the black dress with the white puffy sleeve shirt and like a headband. I'll look into it. Okay. I don't uh, want to be I confused was, as the Adams girl either, you know? That's true. I was uh, thinking about uh, Halloween costumes because I watched uh, Midsommar and I was like, that's that's a Halloween costume idea if I've ever Oh my seen god, one. that would be so good. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's crazy. Um, I can send it to you. Oh really? Like yeah. a good version? Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, I can send it okay. to you. Okay, cool. 
All right, so on to the trivia. Do you want to start? Now that we've uh, decided what we're going to be for Halloween. Yeah, now, we've, now that we've gotten that point across. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start or should I? It doesn't matter. Go for it. Um, I feel like it doesn't matter means you start because if you wanted to start, you would say I'll start. <laughs> oh, I mean, I just, I haven't even read these in like a month, so I, I don't know what's good and what's bad, so. Okay. So, John Krasinski and BJ Novak went to Newton South High School together in Newton, Massachusetts. They both graduated in 1997 and they were even on the same Little League baseball team. That's cute. Super cute. Very cute. Um, the first season of the show was shot in an actual office in Culver City, um, that's, uh, in Los Angeles, and the computers weren't real, so the actors were told to bring paperwork to look busy, um, during the background shots, and the computers in the Dunder Mifflin office soundstage, um, set from season two on were connected to the internet. So the cast, (laughs) the cast members admitted to checking their email and surfing the web a lot while doing, while in the background of scenes. Which is, like, kind of what everybody does. Yeah, but I fully understand it. Be, like, you have to sit there for a long time if you're, like, in the background of something. Oh, yeah, totally. Because while everybody else is, like, doing their scenes over and over and over again, you're just sitting there. Yeah. Um, um, Oscar was the only one who had a computer with a working speaker and would mostly use it to play videos of people falling over and bumping into things, which is a random, like, niche video thing to enjoy. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so there was a Dwight-centered spinoff called The Farm, and that had a pilot shot, and NBC passed. So they were like, mm, we're good. Um, they, he didn't get the young Sheldon treatment here. <laughs> the footage, though, was eventually aired as part of the final season of The Office. And then there was also an Andy Bernard spinoff in the works, but it never got off the ground. Parks and Rec, which was also created by uh, Greg Daniels, but also Michael Schur, um but was taking in a, taken in a very different direction, especially after the casting of Rashida Jones as a different character. What? Oh, okay. So it was originally supposed to be a spinoff, I think, was in there at some point. Oh, um, the, oh, okay. So, so Parks, Parks and Rec, Rec was, was supposed to be a spinoff. Yeah, but um, like the whole like working in a working in an office situation, I believe it was like what it was created around the office, but. Um, as it was definitely it, like that whole thing was shot down when Rashida Jones was cast. Um, like her casting, like definitely oh, put the final in the blow. The universe doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I fully um, read that exactly how it was written, and still just didn't yeah, understand what bad. you were saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally like as you were reading it, and I was reading it with you. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> um, okay, so other famous people who auditioned were Seth Rogen to play Dwight Schrute. Cannot even imagine. Um, Adam Scott to play Jim Halpert. I. I get it, kind of. I fully um, can imagine that. Yeah, I can see that, for sure. It wouldn't be the same, but, like, I can definitely see it. Um, Eric Stone Street from Modern Family was to play Kevin, which I can kind of see. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bob Odenkirk um, from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad was originally cast to play Michael Scott, but he was replaced by Steve Carell, I believe, Crazy. due to scheduling conflicts. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Phyllis Smith was a casting agent for the show before she got the part of Phyllis, um, it's great that her actual name is Phyllis. Yes, yes. <laughs> Phyllis sounds like a name that they would give someone on the office, and then it ends up Phyllis Smith specifically. <laughs> it's so hard to say Phyllis Smith. Phyllis Smith. It's like a lot of like <laughs> sounds. Hope we shouldn't have a lisp growing yeah. up. Oh my god! If you have a lisp and your name is Phyllis Smith, like <laughs> try saying that seven times fast. <laughs> Phyllis Smith, the girl with the lisp. <laughs> 
Okay, so in the 1970s, um, she was a St. Louis Cardinals football cheerleader. Shout out St. Louis. And then she worked as a burlesque dancer for seven years, which is hard to picture, but I love exactly. that for her. Exactly. Like, I, I just need everyone to sit here and, like, ruminate on that. Yep. <laughs> um, Steve... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, sleep on that one tonight. Um, Steve Carell has a very a- has very active sweat glands, so the temperature of the set had to be kept at sixty four degrees, which is like my ideal. <laughs> no, I know. Honestly, same. Olivia, you also have very active sweat glands, and you need to like <laughs> sort it out. I I I can't argue with you. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy a cool room. Okay. Yeah, they should really like. I hope that that was one of Michael Scott's character traits because that is such a Michael <laughs> Scott thing. Is like having overactive sweat glands. So Even the in the first episode, though, he he's like shiny as hell in the first no, episode. Yeah. Like, he has I, like mix and lip. It's not <laughs> cute. It's it's too much. It's mm-hmm. too much. Also, he somehow acquires hair throughout the, the, the seasons of the show. No, he so. definitely, like, looks older in this first episode than he For does, sure. like, later on throughout like, the show. His, like, hair know. guy looks too fresh. There's something about it. <laughs> the, and, like, also I was watching older seasons today, and I'm like, Michael has more hair in season five than he does in season one. Shade. So it's, yeah, I'm like, okay, what's going on, Steve? Interesting. I love what's going on steve (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um yeah cool plugs do you want to do the plugs olivia oh we never got to jenna fisher and angela kinsey oh my bad my bad my bad dang (laughs) shady you can't plug another podcast so jenna fisher and angela kinsey are best friends in real life and fisher is actually the godmother to kinsey's child it's weird calling them their last names (laughs) um they are they're starting an office recap podcast together called Office Ladies, an idea that I absolutely hate. Like, move on. <laughs> See, like, I love it. I'm so excited. Have you listened to it? It comes out October 16th, so it hasn't Oh, my God. Yet. They announced it so far in advance. I hate that. Well, yeah, that's, you know. Don't announce anything until you, like, have something, you know? Well, I would assume they probably have a few episodes in the books if they've, like, announced it. And they have a – it's through a podcast uh, – through Earwolf or whatever, which is like, mm. I don't know. Some... Okay. That's a network. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Plugs. <laughs> to learn more about the show and shop our Redbubble store, head to tvtamp.com. But right now, while you're enjoying our podcast, do a quick scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars. If you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review. Count them. Five. Um, <laughs> be sure to talk about our podcast. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> That's it. (laughs) Also, if you have anything you want to comment or share with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtpodcast. You can follow our personal Instagram and uh, actually... My Twitter's different. Just follow my Instagram. That's all that's important. <laughs> at my Liv... number's private. I don't care. <laughs> at L-I-V period blonde and Miranda... Uh, M-I-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. Perfect. Beautiful. Great. Moving on. First episode pilot. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to do two episodes here. So the first one pilot, the second one diversity today. We have a lot more to say about pilot because it feels like we can say a lot more about pilot. Yeah. Diversity um, day. It's, I think it critiques itself. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so yes. Yeah, do you want to start or should I? 
Uh, sure, I'll start. Okay. So, uh, it, it really makes no difference, but okay. <clears throat> Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin Regional Branch Manager, assists Jim Halpert, salesman, in making a sale a paper sale at a local library in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Michael has inv- has invited a PBS documentary crew to film at the office for the foreseeable future. He gives the film crew like a tour. Years. Yeah, literally. Uh, he gives the film crew a tour, and we meet uh, the other Dunder Mifflin employees. He stops at Pam Beasley's reception desk, and when she hands him a fax from the corporate office, he tells her that the proper place for messages from corporate is in the trash. Boom. Uh, Michael's hair and center part are so off, and they're so bad, and it drives me bananas. Yeah, he definitely has, like, just bad hair. Um, Mm. One point that I'd like to make about The Office, best theme song Mm. in all of television. It's such a good theme song. It's good, but, like, it, I I can't, I still skip it on on Netflix. Like, I can't, I I can't watch it with, it's, like, 30 seconds long. I can't. It's too long. It's too long. I, I, I don't mind the, it when the Wednesday the theme song as well. Yeah, that one's good too. That one's fun. Um, it's more peppy, cool. I think. Michael's boss, Jan Levison's Gold, who you may know from the Bull Type as playing. Um, <laughs> I don't remember her character's name. Um, she comes into the Scranton branch from the New York City corporate office for a meeting with Michael. Jan asks if Michael has any questions about the agenda, which he claims not to have seen, and proceeds to lecture Pam, who then reveals in front of Jan that Michael threw it away. Michael backpedals and says that it was just a joke, and Jan goes on to explain that the corporate that corporate will be closing either the Scranton or Stanford branch, and that the ultimate decision will be hers amidst their important conversation michael takes a call from the branches traveling salesman todd packer on speakerphone not realizing this todd proceeds to call jan godzillary which is a reference to michael's nickname for jan being hillary clinton again please remember this happened in 2005 um and where was i <laughs> um not realizing oh i read that already he asks if the carpet matches the drapes. Not good. Not great. Um, Jan wraps up the meeting by asking Michael to keep the downsizing information to himself until more is known. Um, and it's definitely not just Michael. It's also Pam. Yeah. Um, also, so backing up a little bit, um, I feel like it's like it's weird that Michael like says this stuff like, oh, all um, the proper place for messages from corporate is in the trash. Did you really think corporate would no one from corporate would ever see this information like this footage? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Also, I think agreeing to have a documentary shot in your office is asking to get fired. Like, there is no way that you're going to come off looking good to corporate. Like, no one actually does their job 100 percent of the time. And like, you're going to get fired. Yeah, well, that's probably true. I had a question that came up. So, like, do you think that this is what Michael Scott is always like? Or do you think that Michael Scott it's is like only like up. this because he is, like, showing off for the camera? Do you think he's, like, especially bad because the camera's there? Or do you think he's always as bad? So I think he's always bad, but maybe... I think, like, the, oh, this corporate stuff goes in the trash is, like, a ramped up for, for like, a camera. But... 
as we'll see in Diversity Day, he's always doing stuff he's not supposed to be doing. Like, how has this man not gotten fired yet? There's no, like, there's, I, it baffles me that, like, we're supposed to believe that this guy has not, like, done something. Even what he does in the second episode would get you fired from anywhere. You know, like, if, what is Toby doing? Yeah, I Is my know. main question. Um, but, yeah, no, I think some of it is, but, like, as it goes on, it, I don't know. I think he's all around ridiculous. Crazy. So, um, your turn. <laughs> yeah, and the other employees, minus Jim and Pam, are obviously concerned about the possibility of losing their jobs. Um, Pam says <laughs> Pam says that she doesn't really want to be a receptionist anyway, so it wouldn't be the worst thing um, for, you know, to get canned. Uh, Michael says that he doesn't see the point in telling everyone bad news, similar to a doctor not telling a patient that they have cancer. Um, Ryan Howard arrives um, from a temp agency, prompting Michael to do a Three Stooges and Adolf Hitler impression. Not well, good. <laughs> you know, always hilarious. He's like, ha 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 ha, I'm Hitler. Like, no. <laughs> Um, so while Jim is making a sales call, Dwight begins shove, uh, shoving overlapping papers off of his desk back onto Jim's. Jim retaliates by building a pencil fence, which Dwight crushes with really his phone. really into the weeds here, Olivia. Okay. Jim tells the camera that he isn't afraid of downsizing because of people like Dwight. Dwight openly encourages the downsizing to create more opportunity for himself. If we are downsizing, why are they bringing in a temp? That makes no sense. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, why is Ryan here? That was my big question. Um, Look, give BJ Novak a, jo- a job. Honestly, we, we could have done that. But anyway. So yeah, Pam hands Michael some of his messages. She pretends to act like the $6 million man for several long moments. He decides that $6 million would be a great salary for him and asks Pam's opinion. Pam mentions her salary could use a boost, too. Suddenly, Michael becomes serious, lecturing Pam that she should take up her salary concerns with HR if she thinks there's a problem. Oh, my God. We are, like, so deep in this. Like, it's a 20-minute like episode. This shot by shot. I know. But, like, also, like... Imagine if we went through, like, a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie like this. Oh, my God. There's... <laughs> It's it's like not shot like this. So and you then a hunk from the Bahamas looks into the camera and says, like, <laughs> "But like also, I don't understand. Like, I I don't understand this the whole ep- like if I was working at this office, it would be it it would be maddening. Like it would be it is maddening just watching this episode for me. Like, and I like spoiler. Of course, they're getting I, downsized. They're not getting any work done. Yeah, spoiler alert, I hate Pam Beasley, but I would have murdered Michael Scott by now. Like, I I don't understand. Like, he's, like, sitting there joking about how I deserve to make $6 million a year. And then you're like, oh, haha, couldn't, don't we all? And he's like, uh, is there something wrong? Is there something you want to talk? Like, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, in a staff meeting, Michael confirms the rumors of possible downsizing, but promises that it will not be the Scranton branch that closes. When the staff questions Michael's authority to make such promises, he tries to field a question from Pam, who he claims looks like she wants to ask a question. Pam mentions... <laughs> she's like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> Pam mentions... 
mentions that being present in the meeting with Jan, it certainly did sound like Scranton could be shuttered. Michael, who doesn't seem to recognize that this whole meeting is breaking Jan's request for confidentiality, lectures Pam about leaking information. Then, Michael introduces Ryan around the office. Dwight reaches into his desk, only to find that Jim has encased his stapler in Jell-O as an ongoing prank. Something, excuse me, oh my god, something that I thought, like, came up much later in the series. Like, I didn't realize this was, like, from the pilot that he was doing this. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, mostly in the pilot. He does it to Andy later but like they don't i wish they would have kept it running like something even in the final episode that they would have done something an iconic like totally office it's like the stapler in jello maybe it was people in my high school were doing this yeah people in my Um, high school were doing this to each other yeah so where was i okay uh because we like only have these paragraphs of like text and we don't have notes i'm finding it really difficult to like find where I am. Like, <laughs> Reading is forgetting hard. my place where I am. Usually we have like red and pink here to like oh, yeah, that's to guide us on where we are. Blue and pink, but um, not today. <laughs> Don't give away our colors. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, um, so. Oh, it's your turn. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Come on. Dwight demands for Michael to discipline Jim, but Michael becomes distracted by Jim and Ryan's dessert puns. Later, Jim asks Pam to join the gang for some drinks after work, but her fiancé of three years, a long time to have a fiancé, um, warehouse worker Roy tells her he <laughs> simply wants to go home. As Roy's Pam, the worst. Honestly the worst. As Pam <laughs> finishes up her work, um, it is very clear that Roy has no interest in befriend- befriending Pam's co-workers, especially Jim. And, like, the reveal that Pam has a fiancé is masterful. I didn't think for some reason that so she had good. a fiancé at this point. Like, I thought there was going to be, like, a thing. And then she got the fiancé at some point. I didn't realize it was, like, the whole time. But um, it's, like, the the whole time is sort of, like, a will they, won't they? And then it's, like, oh, she's a fiancé. Like, they yeah, won't. Yeah, and I... And, like, honestly, I feel like most of the blame go like... I don't love all the, like, emotional infidelity here, but... um, Yeah, I don't don't love when... Like, I don't know why, but I hate when, like, girls lead guys on, like, that are very obviously, like... Like, I just think it's, like, a bad practice. No, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, like, it's so... I hate when people lead each other on. Like, honestly, it's just... It's such a bad practice, and it makes you... It just isn't... It's not a good look. But, like, the fact that she, the flirting with Jim, it's just, I, it drives me crazy. It's another reason why I hate Pam. Also, if you don't want to be a receptionist, why are you waiting till you get fired or laid off until you actually do something about it? Like, well, apply fired for jobs. helps because you get the severance, but, um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Is it your turn? Did you finish reading um, Yeah, this I think so. Um, in the office, in his office, Michael explains to Ryan his management style of friend first, boss second, entertainer third. He then decides <laughs> to play... Entertainer third. <laughs> he then decides to play a prank on Pam in which he tells her that he is firing her for stealing post-its. Oh. It isn't until she is completely in tears that he reveals that it's all a joke. Yeah, she which, ob- um, so Homegirl must have been lying about, like, her art. Like, she did cry <laughs> when she found out she was going to lose her job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the more reason for you to start applying for art jobs, Pam. <laughs> yeah. Um, she obviously calls him a jerk and storms out of the room. 
Um, to the camera, Michael says that people are more important to a company than money, and his proudest moment of his life was when he was asked by an employee to be the godfather of his child. In the end, though, they had to fire the guy because he sucked. <laughs> so uh, Pam and Jim... You know. I know, it's hilarious. Pam and Jim share a very awkward goodbye that is graciously interrupted by Roy's honking from the parking lot. After everyone has left, Jim enters Michael's office and leaves a jello mold with Michael's world's best boss mug inside. Amazing. Um, yeah. And that's the end. Yeah, that's the end of episode one. So, um, episode two. Moving, do I have any oh. other notes? Okay, so it's really rude that uh, Mindy Kaling is not really in this first episode no i don't even think she's like introduced yeah i think they only introduce her in the second episode which is weird because you know it's diversity day it's almost as if they were like we need a little more diversity here totally just interesting that's all my notes that's it that's all i have okay all right um so diversity day episode two um, the office. <laughs> okay, uh, the office will be hosting a corporate mandated guest speaker for the day to discuss diversity in the workplace. While Jim is making a sales call, Dwight begins shredding paper very loudly. So Jim turns off his power strip. Dwight um, decides to retaliate by then disconnecting Jim's sales call, which is like seems like a big no-no. But um, okay. Um, in a talking head, Jim explains that this is his most important client, um, and the sale makes up 25% of his total commission for the year. Again, disconnecting a call, I would be furious. Um, he is again forced to hang up on the client when Michael calls the all-staff meeting in, into the conference room and, for, the, for the diversity training. Yeah. If, like, if this were me, like, that would be a fireable offense. Totally. Like, oh my God, the worst. Like, the worst. I would be livid. Mm -hmm. So, when the meeting begins, Michael tries to take over by talking about how he doesn't even see Stanley as a black man. The representative (laughs) explains, that's not the point here. No one is expected to be colorblind. That's just fighting ignorance with more ignorance. This is literally, like, scene by scene, shot by shot. Um, You have to, though, because everything calls back to the other stuff. Okay. Um, So... Then Michael decides that everyone should go around and name an ethnicity that he or she finds sexually attractive. <laughs> Dwight claims he's attracted to whites and Indians and <laughs> zooms in on Mindy Kaling's face. Um, the representative does not think that's a good start. Uh, neither do I. Um, he asks Michael for permission to run this session himself and suggests it would be easier if Michael sits down. <laughs> Sit down, sir. <laughs> Um, it honestly, this whole show would be easier if Michael could just sit down. <laughs> yeah. like, I Maybe like do, it, do your work during all of these scenes. <laughs> Michael Scott loves a Fitbit, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. He gets, he st- gets his steps in every day, no matter what. Every single day. Um, yes. So he explains that he asked each of them to write down an incident that offended them and he would like volunteers to assist him. Dwight uh, asks that they don't do anything involving gays. <laughs> because it's not a sexual, it's a sexual orientation, not an, not an ethnicity. No, they um, also always say race. They're like showing all these different ethnicities and then they keep saying race. And I'm like, that's not a race, that's an ethnicity. Um, so the representative attempts to take control again from Michael, who asks 
who asks what his name is. When he reveals that it's Mr. Brown, Michael thinks it's a trick to see if he will call a black man Mr. Brown. <laughs> Brown assures him that is, in, in fact, his name. He goes on to explain that almost uh, everyone wrote down the same incident and asks if everyone is familiar with a specific Chris Rock routine. Michael complains to the camera how Chris Rock can do a hilarious routine that makes everyone laugh, but he gets in trouble from corporate when he does the same routine. It's a pity. It's it's so hard being a white guy, you know? It's just, it's so A difficult. white male in America, I couldn't imagine God, the hardships. Those poor people. Um, <laughs> so Michael volunteers to retell the joke, but Mr. Brown thinks it would be better to have someone else, to which Kevin steps up. However, Michael doesn't like Kevin's reenactment, so he jumps up and delivers a loud, profane rendition of the routine. After the training session, Mr. Brown passes out a form asking everyone to sign that they have learned something, but... Michael refuses. Privately, Mr. Brown explains they both know that he is here because of Michael's behavior. Michael argues that uh, this office is racially advanced enough that it doesn't really need a diversity lecture. And then Mr. Brown again explains that he's actually only there to deliver the training to Michael and that he needs his signature in order to leave. Um, And Michael is offended and signs the paper Daffy Duck without Mr. Brown noticing. (laughs) So in the meantime, Jim is trying to call back his very important client and has to leave a message. Michael addresses the office, rips up the pledge in front of them, and tells them that he will be conducting his own diversity training after lunch. He again calls everyone into the conference room, beginning with a video introducing his own initiative, Diversity Tomorrow, because today is almost over. Um, Which is, like, true. (laughs) Kelly Kapoor, a young Indian woman, a.k.a. Mindy Kaling, asks to be excused for a customer meeting, and Michael begrudgingly allows her to leave, even though her exit will only leave two left. (laughs) So, (sighs) he's got cards with different ethnicities on them. I feel like this is another kind of iconic This is so bad. This is so bad. Yeah, but I feel like we've all seen this clip. Like, it's up there with, you know, the Jell-O stapler and, like, Stanley dropping the chili. Like I feel, yes, I feel like Bailey's this is played. Best-selling sticker on Redbubble is this shot of Stanley dropping Stanley. chili. Um, Stanley, I feel like also a great Halloween costume could be walking around with a giant bonnet. Oh my god, it'd be so suit. heavy. It would be very heavy, but totally rewarding. Yeah, you would have to like. Put you couldn't a... put chili in it. You'd have to put something like, like red fluff or something. I don't know. You could put yeah. Fl- red fluff or something and it would be like spilling out that would be kind of fun yes that, and right, like have oven, chili all over you oven mitts yes so, exactly um, it'd be great they, the employees are taken are to take a card and then try to guess their pretend ethnicity by how their co-workers treat them um stanley is in <laughs> this is room. actually done i feel like this clip is shown at the beginning of real diversity training yeah <laughs> to be like this is how we don't conduct ourselves yeah so um yeah, this is not how my uh, HR training went. <laughs> I gotta say, this is not, this ain't it. Um, so Stanley is inadvertently given black. Dwight is Asian but can't guess it based on people. Uh, people keep telling him that, like, they like his people's food or that he, they eat lots of rice, like, etc. Um, and then Michael, who's chosen Martin Luther King for himself, which not a race um <laughs> or <laughs> stir up the pot by getting extreme pam hesitantly suggests to dwight that his people aren't very good drivers and then dwight angrily asks if he's a woman 
Olivia, why is that funny? I'm just imagining Dwight yelling. Like, just the scene is so funny when he's like, oh, no, I'm not a woman, am I? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's just like his, like, whiny voice is just so funny. All right. Um, so Kevin is Italian and is trying to get Angela to guess that she's Jamaican by using the word mon and talking about beaches. Angela won't go won't go any further when he asks if she wants to get high. Irritated that no one is trying very hard to be offensive, Michael immediately jumps to Kelly when she returns from her meeting by throwing himself into a really offensive Indian stereotype until Kelly slaps him. Good for her. Yeah. Um, Michael gets visibly upset. Um, he tells the employees um, how now Kelly knows what it's like to be a minority. <laughs> I, I think I missed that because that is... Oh my God, it's amazing. Yikes. yikes. <laughs> it's amazing. This, this whole episode is a big old yikes from me. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Jim finally gets a hold of his client who was able to uh, close his sale with Dwight instead of Jim because Dwight like gave him a discount um, so he puts this little mini champagne bottle on Dwight's desk, and it's very sad. Um, but also, I don't think you can, like, steal... That's, like, client poaching. I don't think you can do that. I think it's it would be a little frowned upon. Yeah, highly um, frowned upon. But you think Michael Scott's gonna do anything about it? No. No, no. Michael continues mumbling about Mr. Brown and corrects Stanley on how to pronounce the word collard in collard greens. <laughs> When 5 p.m. arrives, Pam is asleep on Jim's shoulder. He smiles at the camera, then wakes her up so they can go. He tells the camera that today was a pretty good day. I have a question. Sure. So my question is, who is the main character here? Would you say? Michael Scott. Is there not any part of you that thinks it's Jim? I... I, No, it like... Honestly, I think it could, it really could be Jim. I think you might be right. The thing that's leading me to this um, conclusion is realizing just now that both of these episodes have ended on, like, something, like, Jim is doing, like, secretly with the camera. A flea bag, if you will. (laughs) And also, like, down the the line. The original flea bag. Um, down the line in other, like, going on to future seasons, which I know this is obviously because of, like, um, Mike, uh, like, because Steve Carell chooses to leave, leaves the show. However, when Jim leaves and works in Philadelphia, like, the documentary crew continues to follow him, mm-hmm. where when Michael moves to Colorado, they don't follow him. Like, they don't go with him to Colorado when, like, in theory, they could just send a crew to Colorado and keep following Michael. But when Jim leaves and goes to work in Philadelphia, they send a crew. I I feel like I need to ask uh, Bailey. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with the office and I feel like she would have thoughts on this. I mean, it's possible. And then they cover, like, even, they cover, like, Jim and Pam's wedding. So, like, they go to that. Yeah, I like, mean, like is even it like, Pam? I don't think it's Pam. Okay. <laughs> okay. No offense. Um, so Pam. who's your character to keep an eye on? Uh, Pre-Ryan Kelly Kapoor. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Jim. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah, keep an eye. Cool. So that's, yeah, that's something to think about. Who's the main character in The Office? 
we're not going to yeah. do more of The Office, but, you know, maybe no. we'll do more TV shows because, honestly, it's just easy. Like, it's so much shorter than a movie and the notes are easier, etc. So, um, yeah, please excuse the fact that we did an office. We, like, decided to record this same day. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're getting stuff out there. I'm glad yeah. we're doing this again. I mean, we will get this out there on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, you know. But I, I do appreciate recording this as early as we are. We have it in the can. How nice. Yeah, totally. All right. So um, what are we going to do next? We we want to start doing Halloween things because it's going to be October. But mm-hmm. we're having trouble, like, deciding what Halloween things to do. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so if you have any ideas, I think I might put, like, put up a card on our Instagram story or something. That's like, please oh, that's tell a good us idea. to watch. Um, because I feel like we need sort of newer examples. Bailey bugs me every time I see her that we need to watch Ella Enchanted. Um, and is oh, that's Anne a good Hathaway one. I mean, stand. I think yeah. that's something that we could watch. I don't stand Anne Hathaway. That's like, I absolutely do not stand Anne Hathaway. Stan Hathaway. Um, I, do, <laughs> I do like Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah, I think every week we should just keep rewatching The Devil Wears Prada. Um, uh, I wouldn't be upset about it. Okay. Another cool. Michael Scott-ism. Yeah. Um, All right. So we'll it. see you when we see ya. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bye. We've learned to not say. <laughs> yeah, we give no guarantees anymore. Oh, God. Okay. Bye. <laughs>